You are listening to As a Woman, Episode 17, Confident. To be successful, you must believe in yourself. But where does this belief come from? How can we find confidence when we are struggling with self-doubt? Learn to lean into your strengths, not be afraid of promoting yourself, and learn to build confidence as you discover your authentic self. Listen to my challenge for you this week. Welcome to As a Woman, the podcast hosted by fertility physician, Dr. Natalie Crawford, to educate and empower women. Each week, learn about your health, your fertility, and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community, fostering collaboration over competition, while learning how to authentically find your voice and amplify others as a woman. Hi, friends. Welcome back to As a Woman. You are currently listening to episode 17, Confident. And I think that this episode is so important because I cannot even tell you how long it has taken me to feel confident with myself. I've talked about this some in the episode, The Problem with Perfection, because I believe some piece of this is that many women do not feel confident unless we're perfect. But I really want to ask you some questions today. Where is it that we learn to believe in ourselves? How can we cultivate this feeling of belief or confidence? How can we be proud of what we bring to the table? And I really think this is at the heart of why women are typically not regarded as good negotiators or self-promoters, why we get looked over for promotions, why our ideas get taken in the meeting room. And this is because we don't believe in ourselves enough to stand up for ourselves. We want to please everyone and we don't want to make a scene. Well, no more, my friends. Because listen, you are amazing, incredible, smart, capable, and you can really do whatever you put your mind to. It will take action, hard work, planning, time, and it won't be easy, but you can most certainly do it. Listen to me. The hardest part of this is you. It is not finding the time, I promise you, the things that are important to you, you can find the time for. Just like all the Game of Thrones fans, right? This actually isn't me. I'm not a huge TV fan, but my husband and almost every other person I know loves Game of Thrones. And you know what? People sure find time on Sunday to watch. If it's important to you, you'll make it work. This goes for other things in your life also. And you are not afraid of hard work. I know that's for sure. You can work hard. That's not a scary part. And I know you love to plan because don't we all? So I'm not worried that those are going to be the barriers standing in your way of success. But the biggest barrier, the biggest thing standing in your way, it's you. Listen, you are your biggest roadblock to success. Friends, I love you all. And I mean this so sweetly. This is given with all the love and all the seriousness that I can. You are your biggest barrier. And this is why. You don't believe in yourself. You don't believe that you can do it. You don't believe that you are worth it. You don't know what you are worth. You have tied your worth to somebody else. You think that there are other people who are better, who are more qualified, more experienced, prettier, more well-spoken, more knowledgeable, whatever. You are your biggest barrier. We are all so different, but here we are all the same. We are all girls with big dreams 
who need to grow up and experience and live and make decisions, life is short. If you do not believe in yourself, who is going to? You need to be honest with yourself. You need to understand what it is that you want, what it is that will make you happy, what it is that you are passionate about, what goals do you have, and then you need to visualize yourself in that role and you need to believe because you are good enough. You are worthy. And I've been there. I have been the girl who moved around a billion times and I was always the new girl in class. I was the one who didn't fit in, who didn't raise my hand, who didn't think she was the smartest or the prettiest or the best. I've been the girl who didn't want to leave the thing that was wrong for me because I was afraid because I didn't believe in what I had to offer. I was being my biggest barrier to success. And I don't want you to be in that position also. I don't want you to be what's holding yourself back because you don't believe in yourself. There's no space for that. There's no time for that. Life is too short. Your mindset is your number one battle. And so stop believing all the excuses that you tell yourself. I mean, I have them of my own, so here are some of mine. Excuse number one, I'm not a good public speaker. I believed that for years, you guys. I let public speaking make me so nervous that I became a terrible public speaker. I leaned into the insecurity, and it ate me up. I know it's kind of ridiculous, but I didn't believe that what I had to say was worth standing up in front of anybody and saying it. And look at me now. Now I record this podcast. Granted, it's in my closet, so I'm not really in front of any of you. But I also speak out on social media and I give talks and I've been on the news. So I'm not afraid to put the things that are important to me out there. But I was my number one barrier to getting to this phase, even though I really believe in the content and the message that I want to share. Okay, excuse number two. I'm not tech savvy enough to do social media. I mean, that's kind of true in a way, right? Like I didn't have a Facebook or an Instagram account until I started my Instagram account three years ago. So this was not a space I was really familiar with. I did not know how to use Instagram, but I saw the value in putting a message out there and I learned because I'm smart enough. The point is I used the excuse that because I didn't know tech stuff, I didn't know how to do it, that I couldn't have a website or a blog. False. I have that now. That I couldn't understand what equipment to record a podcast or to buy a microphone. False. Here's the thing, you guys. Those are just excuses. I was being the biggest barrier to getting content and to educating women. I was the barrier because I didn't believe in myself. I'm really smart. I mean, we all are. The internet now has a lot of ways to research. How do you post an Instagram story? What microphone do I need for my podcast? And I have really good friends and people who have become good friends who I just have reached out to, like Ryan Gray at Med School HQ. His podcast rocks, and I've been on it. Fortunately, I was lucky enough to be a guest in Specialty Stories. And you know what? I just reached out. Dear Ryan, I'm starting a podcast. Don't call me crazy, but please, please, please help. And you know what? People really do love to help people. 
People want to see people win and succeed. When you surround yourself with the right people, dreams can come true. So instead, he could have kept all his podcast secrets to himself. Is that what he did? No, he shared them. But the point is that my excuse number two of I'm not tech savvy enough to have a social media presence is baloney. It doesn't make any sense. I would just let that stand in the way of doing things for too long because I didn't believe that I could do it. And you want to know another one? Excuse number three. I'm not competitive enough to get into an REI fellowship. Most of you know I'm an REI. I'm a fertility physician. The field is reproductive endocrinology and infertility, and it is a three-year competitive fellowship after a four-year OBGYN residency. And it's hard because there's very limited spots across the country. Most programs take one fellow. And I really set this as a goal, and I had a really hard time believing myself. I wouldn't even admit it to people for a long time. I was fortunately got good advice. I opened up to a mentor that I wanted to do it, and she let me into her basic science lab. And I started making progress on the research way, but it took me way too long to even acknowledge to people, I'm going to apply for REI. I was too afraid to put it out there in case that I failed. Listen to me. We are all going to fail. Nobody is going to achieve 100% of the things that they want to. Failure is a part of success. Failing is how you get to that next stage. It is how you learn about yourself. It's how you acknowledge your strengths and weaknesses. It is how you start working on the things that you need to and it is how you refine your goals. Failing is a part of success. And so if failing is okay, why are we not believing in ourselves? Why are we not setting goals? Why are we not sharing with others and getting their support? Why are we letting the beliefs of others work with our mind so much that it messes with our mindset? It just doesn't make sense. We must have freedom and flexibility and space to be creative and to be honest with ourselves about what's important to us. And I also think it's really important that it's okay to say what we need. There's no shame in admitting the things that you need or the things that you want and saying these things firmly with conviction and confidence. I mean, let's just talk about negotiation for one minute. Instead of saying, oh, can we up the price to $6,000? That sounds kind of nice. Maybe we can. That would be good. What about saying, I'm going to need $6,000 to make this work? You know what you need. The worst thing they can say is what? No. Or maybe they think bad about you. What is this badness they are thinking? That you are too confident? That you value yourself too much? Is that really bad? You value yourself too much? I would rather value myself too much than not enough. But the problem is that as women, we are afraid of all the other words. We're afraid that we're going to seem bossy, bitchy, aggressive, pushy, assertive, overbearing, or some other word that is negatively connotated with when women exert confidence or needs. This is even so rampant in our society that my four-year-old daughter the other day told me that she was called bossy at school and she was upset about it. I mean, 
Why are why is society telling children that they're bossy, a young female, that she's bossy and that it's wrong? And now a word from one of our sponsors, Quince. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. The best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, but Quince partners directly with top factories, cutting out the cost of the middleman, passing the saving to us, and only working with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. I personally cannot wait to wear my cute tan linen set this summer. So it's your turn to get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash A-A-W for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash A-A-W to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash A-A-W. Thank you, Quince. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that women were excluded from clinical research policy by federal law until 1993? But women belong in scientific research. They're essential and Ritual knows this. I choose Ritual Multivitamin every day because it is easy to take and I know that I am getting high quality and traceable ingredients in a clean and bioavailable forms. In fact, Ritual conducted a university-led human clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin to assess its efficacy and the results showed increase in vitamin D levels by 43%. And omega 3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. No line shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash AAW. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash AAW for 25% off. Thank you, Ritual. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Apostrophe. With the temperatures starting to warm up, I'm so excited the summer is around the corner and getting ready and looking forward to the summer months. But I know that when I'm outside enjoying nature, I need to pick up supplies to prepare myself for summer adventures. And if you want to get your skin glowing in time for summer, it's time for you to get started with Apostrophe, who is sponsoring this episode. Apostrophe's goal is to help you feel confident in your own skin. So whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, or acne scarring, Apostrophe will help you love the skin you're in. I personally love that you get access to an expert dermatology team, a tailored treatment plan. It's simple to sign up for your first visit, and there is no in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash A-A-W. When you use our code AAW, that's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash AAW and click get started. Then use the code AAW at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. I told her, like any mom would, you're not bossy, you're just the boss. You know what you want. There's nothing wrong with that. But society is telling her that asserting herself in what she wants is negative. And it won't change without us. 
So change your mentality. You need to decide what you want and visualize it. You must believe in yourself and believe in yourself in that position. And here is what you really must do. Number one, you must stop apologizing for things that do not need an apology. Are you mean? If you were being mean, then by all means, please apologize. That requires an apology. But if you're just being a normal person asking for things, no apology needed. None. You're not inconveniencing somebody by asking for regular things. Do you hear me? So to make it really clear, no more prefacing anything with, I'm so sorry to ask, but blah, blah, blah. I'm so sorry to bother you, but can you? I'm so sorry for the inconvenience. Oh, I hate to do this, but nope, nope, nope. If you are doing those things or saying those things, take the language out. Stop it now. I'm dead serious. Every person listening is going to reread every email after you write it and delete, delete, delete those words. When you're talking to your mentor, your boss, your friend, your husband, the PTA president, the moms in your child's group, I do not care. No more sorries. No more apologies. These are normal requests. You are worth it. And I'm not up here on a pedestal preaching to you. I do the same thing. I reread the email and there are times every week I have to delete out the apology words because there is nothing to apologize for. Requests are normal. Asking people for help is normal. That is normal life. No more prefacing it with an apology. Number two, you must stop asking permission for regular things. You can ask for things. This is normal. So I don't care how simple or complex it is. You don't need to ask permission. Oh, are you okay if I bring oatmeal cookies instead of chocolate chip cookies to the party because I'm vegan so I don't really have a good chocolate chip cookie recipe? Nope, no more. Don't need to ask for normal things. Hey, I'm bringing vegan oatmeal cookies. Thanks. That's good enough. And so just remember, if it's a regular thing, you don't have to ask permission for everything. And number three, you must stop agreeing to everything in order to please other people. I feel like I need to say that one again and say it a little slower. You must stop agreeing to everything in order to please other people. You can gracefully decline and hear me out. You must decline some things in order to find the time for the things that matter to you. So it doesn't matter what it is, but if it's something that's not going to magically or significantly help you or help other people or something that you're passionate about, and the real litmus test, is it going to pull you away from those things that are important to you? Do you need to be on that extra committee if you're going to be away from your kids more? Is it going to advance your career or is it about something you're so passionate about that it's worth being away from your family or are you going to be so resentful that you're not with your kids and you're doing this other thing that you're going to not get anything from it? Do you need to take on this research project? I mean, maybe if you have no research projects and you're trying to get to the next level of your career and you need research experience, yes, you do need it. 
But if you have four other research projects and this is one that you're not really interested in, then what is it doing but taking the time away from the other things you could be doing? It's not helping you achieve your goal. If it doesn't interest you and your plate is full, someone else, one, may enjoy the opportunity, two, would do it better than you can do it, and three, the project maybe deserves that, and it is okay. There is no shame in honesty. There is no shame in saying, I appreciate this opportunity so much, but right now, I can't dedicate the time to it that it needs, or my plate is too full, or I'm so sorry, but this isn't really in line with my main interest, and I'm afraid it's not a great fit for me. There is no shame in honesty. Did you hear that? There is no shame in honesty. Nobody wants you to live this life that you don't want. People genuinely want you to be happy, especially people at work or in school or mentors or in training. Nobody wants you to be miserable. You, though, are the guide of your life. You are the one who has to figure out what it is that you need to be happy. And this is where our own confidence really stands in our way. It's on twofold. One, it prevents us from dreaming really big dreams because we don't believe that we can accomplish them. And then two, it prevents us from being in the position where we can achieve those dreams because we don't believe we can accomplish them. The truth is, Understanding that at a basic level, we are all the same and that you are the biggest barrier to achieving success is really, really important because once you know that you're standing in your way, you can start to realize what the steps are to stop this process. For me, we'll go really simple. Even on rounds when I was being pimped and having a hard time keeping information in my head, I started to believe in myself more if I read a little bit every night. Even if what I wasn't reading was what I was being asked about, it's just that act of making forward motion and forward progress into a direction that's important for you. It's important for me to be as knowledgeable as possible, to be the smartest doctor that I can for the women that I'm taking care of. And so in order to do that, you have to put the time and have a game plan into how you are learning. So our confidence really stems from a place inside. And so I think the key to confidence is twofold. One, set big goals. Two, set an action plan. What do you really have to do to accomplish them? And I love the Rachel Hollis mentality. Find a freaking expensive champagne bottle and make some big goals. Write them on a piece of tape and tape them to a champagne bottle that lives in your fridge or your wine cooler or wherever, and you see it every time you open it up, and it's a reminder to you of what it is that you're working for. And so I'm challenging you really multiple fold. But one, what would your champagne bottle say? Let's pretend that I'm sending you a champagne bottle. Or I'm sending you three champagne bottles. What would they say? Dear you, here's three champagne bottles. Go dream big and achieve big goals. XOXO Nat. What are you going to write on your pieces of tape? This is an important question because unlike what is your goal, which is an abstract idea, 
Remember, mine is I want to educate and empower women. That's an idea. But writing something on a piece of tape that's concrete, a tangible goal that you can achieve or not achieve. And so what would it be? Get your notebook, get your life planning document on your computer, whatever it is. What are the big things? What are tangible goals that you dream about? The stuff that feels too big to admit out loud. And so it's time to write these things down, down on paper, down on your computer, wherever you write things, time to write them down. And these are things that should take time to accomplish. They're not things you should be checking off the box next year. These are the things that dreams are made of. So write them down and think really big. I mean, if anything was possible, what would you do? What is it? Would you write a book? get a degree, run for office, design clothes, have a podcast, have an app, be on TV, pay off your loans, have financial freedom, quit your day job, run a marathon, have a YouTube channel, sing the national anthem at a baseball game, buy a house, be a backup dancer for JLo, become board certified, whatever. I mean, hopefully the point is that no big is too dream or too small. Whatever works as long as it is yours your passion, and you're willing to work for it. We all have different goals. We are all different. Whatever works as long as it works for you. So back to the list. Three things. I want you to write them down. And I can tell you mine, even though it feels scary, even for me to acknowledge things that I'm dreaming of. One is that I want to have a book published. And some of you know that I'm working on it, but This process takes a really long time. Two, I really want to have a natural fertility course. And I've started to work on it, and I'm giving myself all the excuses and everything standing in the way. But I want a place where women who are trying to get pregnant can go to learn more information. And three, I want to be on Good Morning America. I know, crazy, right? But so these are big goals that may not ever happen. I I mean, the odds are I'll never be on Good Morning America, and that is okay. Not everything is always going to be accomplished. But these are good things for us to shoot for because they make us dream big and come up with action plans. So how am I going to get these things done? And that is step number two of the challenge. I want you to take the one goal that's staring you in the face the most and figure out what do you need to do every week to make it done, meaning Let's say on your list is run a marathon. You can't just show up for a marathon. I mean, it's not recommended to just show up for a marathon one day. You need a plan. How many miles are you going to run every day? How often are you going to run? How long is it going to take you to train for it? And then you're going to carve out time each week for that to happen. The same approach needs to exist for all of your goals. Like if you want to write a book, when are you going to write? Or if you want to be on Good Morning America, you need to go start being on TV. Or if you want to be a backup dancer for J-Lo, you best start dancing. Just saying, if these are goals for you, breaking it down, where's the starting point? What do you need to do? What's going to take you time to start moving in that direction so you can do it? And maybe it's not a crazy goal. Maybe it's simple. I want to be board certified. I mean, that was one of the biggest accomplishments of my life being a board certified REI, but I had to carve out time to study 
and to make it happen. And so even if your goal is to launch a YouTube channel, that's great. I mean, I'm afraid to do that, but how are you going to do it? Where are you going to find the time? Where are you going to learn more about it? Because it takes time to learn, to make a plan, to prepare, and you can do all of those things. You just got to make it happen. And I'm just going to end by saying that I think our problem with being confident holds us back from even starting the race. It holds us back from even making the plan, even telling anybody we want to do it. And you can overcome those things. There is really no reason why you can't do this. There is no reason that you should be doubting yourself, except society has told you to do so. And I want you to take the self-doubt, the apologies, the permission, the saying yes to please everybody out of your life. And I want you to set goals that matter for you. I want you to set tangible goals that are clearly defined. And I want you to take at least one of them and make a game plan for how it's going to work. Where are you going to start? Where are you going to find the time? You're going to block it off in your planner, even if it's research time. That's important time. This podcast to exist was a goal, and I had to research it. How do you do a podcast? Who am I going to talk to? I had to write episodes, make a plan. That time is important to you. So you can do all of these things. Stop being your biggest barrier to your own success. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Please continue to share the As a Woman podcast with all your friends and send me feedback. And feel free to follow along on Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD and check out the blog at NatalieCrawfordMD.com. In addition, send over any questions or thoughts for future episodes that you have. And join me for next week's episode, The Infertility Supporter. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. I'm Brian Halfrich, a 26-year-old bioethics PhD student and clothing brand CEO. Welcome to my podcast where we talk all things health and wellness, navigating your 20s, and becoming the best version of yourself. So sit down, play that episode, and join The Collective.